We are back after impromptu bye week. We are here. Most of us are here. Ken is still out ill, so y'all keep him up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> y'all keep him up in your prayers and your thoughts. Send him some good energy. The, the man is not feeling well, but we here. We're going to have a good show, so ain't no reason for us to delay any longer. Let's go ahead and get right on into it. of Technical File, the sports podcast you never knew you needed. And it's your boy, T-I-M-K-I-N-Z, the number three, a.k.a. Ass Catchem, a.k.a. Mr. Give It, it To me. me. What up, though? It's been a minute. I know y'all missed me. <laughs> Go ahead, I'm smile. I'm the Eric J. Only known as. The Eric J. And I'm Camille Poingard of the crew, the real-life Tifa Lockhart, the girl next door, you know, holding it down for all the women who love sports. And as mentioned, K. Harris, the gentleman, the gentleman, is not here this week, so we gonna carry on Carry on, carry on without our brother. <laughs> As, I'm going to just read this because Tim is in our group chat being flagrant to Ken because Ken ain't here. This man just text in the tech file group chat. <laughs> quote, if you weren't playing with booty in the hay, maybe you'd be okay. Just came to mind for some reason. End quote. <laughs> I guess it's even better like to not even provide context. Nope, like, that's, that's all just, you need to know. That's all you need to know about that. That's, that. That. <laughs> that's what goes on in our group chat. <laughs> Stuff like that. <laughs> right. As I say, week in and week out, if you have not already, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube page. Make sure you hit that notification bell. Bing! So that you can be alerted to when we go live. Because we are live every Tuesday around 6.45-ish p.m. We hit about that 7 p.m. mark today. 7.05. We had some technical difficulties <laughs> that were not our fault. We, we were here on time. Mm, some of us were. <laughs> we would have been here and started at 6.45. Talk to the lights. Talk to the lights, okay? <laughs> I got distracted. <laughs> <laughs> but the point is, make sure that y'all hit that noty bell so that you can know when we go live. Speaking of bells, can you hear me that? <laughs> <laughs> the tech file. This motherfucker's starting to age like the way it looked. Like our old bell before we had like it. Like when we got it brand new, it was like, okay, this is supposed to be older looking. Oh, it's all clean. Saying. But now it's like you you starting to look your age. Looks like it's from the seventies. Like, like it's supposed to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, make sure y'all subscribe to the to the YouTube page. As always, I'm gonna also say this too, because we don't do a good enough job of promoting it ourselves. Get your merch. Please. Get, Get your, your merch. merch. <clears throat> Check our link tree uh link. Anything you can need tech file related is going to be held within that link. Links to where you can catch the show, links to the YouTube, links to the merch. So make sure y'all do that. Links to all our social media. It's like, go ahead and, and hit that link. Get y'all some merch. Especially before football season. We got the hashtag black quarterback shirts. Black quarterback. Man. So make sure y'all get those. I got to order mine still, actually. Same. Sport fact of the week. We were gone for two weeks. Well, I was gone for three. But we were gone for mm. two weeks. So I got two of them. Uh, first one, June 5th, 2008. Okay. 
Paul Pierce had his iconic wheelchair moment <laughs> oh, in game one God. of the NBA Finals. <laughs> I think he shit himself. <laughs> Paul Pierce said, uh-uh. Only shit not did was on the Lakers. <laughs> and Kenny even here for that one to hit. It do chess. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> good enough. <laughs> uh, the second one's actually um, on this day, so June 6th, okay. um, 77 years ago, the NBA Dang. was founded. Oh, happy birthday, NBA. Bow, bow, bow. Happy birthday. Okay. okay. They ain't even hit 100 yet. That's fine. Young League. Young I, League. Honestly, I feel like the 75th anniversary was last year. Well, consider it 77 today. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, it kind of was. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. Woo, boy. I see how show this going to be. <laughs> uh, that's kind of how Matt Excuse works. my language. <laughs> <laughs> the game that needs a name. Y'all want to get uh, a round in this week? Sure. Okay. Why not? You got any topic ideas for us? Hell so no. <laughs> <laughs> to the no, no. <laughs> um, Have we ever done countries? I, I, I will there. embarrass myself, but we can. Ah. <laughs> we can. Damn, Okay. You can start easy. I would just uh, pick, a, pick a corner of the world and work, make my, work my way out from there. Slides in the comment just says, Sigh, Paul Pierce. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that could just be the tagline of this podcast. Right. Lay Sigh. All right. Game that needs a name. Can I hear? So I'll give him the obligatory fuck Paul Pierce. Um, <laughs> Rapid fire game in case people are unfamiliar. We go around, so it's going to go Eric, then Tim, then myself. We're going to try to name countries until we can't no oh, more. Shit. We get about five seconds each to do so, and you can't repeat. All right, let's embarrass myself. Let's go. Kick us off, Eric. Uh, Argentina. Iran. Nigeria. Chile. <laughs> Afghanistan. <laughs> <laughs> Bolivia. Cambodia. Uh, Uruguay. Bangladesh. Paraguay. North America. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I started laughing because I was going to say oh, you North America. States, God damn! And I stopped myself. God damn! <laughs> That's what I was mm. going to do. I'm looking dead at it, dude. Like in my mind, I see the whole shit. I knew I was not trying to say it was one of those things. You said thinking about it the whole time. Don't say you. Don't say North America. Don't say North. That's America. why I just laughed and let my let let it let me lose. Hey, fam, I had... I, <laughs> God dang, dog. Hey, I had to lose with some dignity here. I didn't want to say North America. <laughs> y'all was killing it, though. Y'all was y'all had a little... Ah, I had more. Right. You, you was killing it in Central Asia. Like, right. <laughs> Shut it, Sly. That is funny. Hey, I made mistakes. <laughs> you know, just uh, reminded me of those, like when you used to like read off the countries and say hi. And, and they were like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> I say I in Icelandic. That <laughs> shit. I... Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Who picked the the music last week or the last time we were here? I think it, wasn't it was Eric. Me. It was wasn't it Blue no. Steel last time. I wasn't here. No, the last time we picked music. Yeah, which we weren't all together to pick before. We did a oh, yeah, online dude. one. Was it? We weren't we weren't in the studio for the last one we did together. Hmm. So I think you did pick last, Tim. What's 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 piquing your interest this week? And our background music. Perpetual is. suplex. Where are the... <laughs> All right. <laughs> We're going to get into the show. NBA heavy this week. Not a surprise, given where we currently are. Uh, in just, the sports calendar. Exactly. 
little NFL news, some PGA news came out. We're going to talk about that. And then the... Scoundrels. (laughs) (laughs) And end with some news about uh, the EA Sports College football video game. So let's go ahead ahead and... Man, I feel like it's been forever. It's been forever. Let's get into the show. Do we got some whistles? Is the ref going? He lost it. No, I got it. Okay, he fucked the tweet, tweet. Dust it off, ref. Tweet. God damn! damn. <laughs> I only got headphones on. I heard that. <laughs> the last part of that whistle was aggressive. Almost took me out over here. That's how it sound when you be yelling in our ear. Woo! You gonna wish I was yelling? That whistle took me out. <laughs> all right, my heart. <laughs> that ref said y'all was talking all that yik yak. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was the ref blowing the whistle on uh, Tim for that text. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start with the NBA Finals. Currently, the series between the Miami Heat and the Denver Nuggets is tied 1-1. Although we did not record an episode last week before the series kicked off, the Tech File crew did come together. We put together, you know, who we had coming out of this series. Three of us on this show picked Denver to win the series and one picked Miami. How are you feeling about uh, the finals thus far, Mr. Miami Heat winning the NBA championship? It's going to be a good finals, I think. It's going to be uh, <laughs> it's gonna be a lot of punches. Though. Again, like... We already got two games in, what, so... Right, we're two games your, in, uh, so... I guess, first day, what was your pick? Like, Miami in six. There you go. Um, sticking with what I've said throughout the playoffs. One, he has to be consistent. <laughs> the team that beat us needs to beat everybody. <laughs> <laughs> It's the only reason why y'all beat us because y'all beat everybody. But um, yeah, shit, at this point, <laughs> number two, like as I was watching them, because after we lost to them, shit, I just started paying attention to them. Like as as I was watching the Heat, like yeah, they may have those game or two where they like they might shoot like shit. Where they are who we thought they were. <laughs> <laughs> but then in the playoffs, it's kind of different, kind of flip yeah. it. Like they don't give when up. they are shooting. You like we are who they thought we. Yeah. Shit, what he said. But uh, <laughs> I'll try to find a stat. But essentially, like to that point, like in their wins, they're shooting like 46, 47 percent from three, uh, which is crazy, unheard of. <laughs> yeah, like as a team. So I figured, plus watching the role players actually continuously step up each and every game, it was like these cats might be like yeah. legit. The only thing is they small. That was why I was like, I don't like, I don't know how they're gonna combat that. But in game two, when they brought Kevin Love out, and I was like, I know they're gonna put Kevin Love on Jokic, and they did not mm-hmm. put him right on Aaron Gordon. I said, ah, give him a little old man strength, right? Because Aaron Gordon was just bullying his way through whoever they put in front of him in game one. Like it didn't matter because no one on the Heat, well, who was in their rotation was over like six five. Like they were all just small individuals. Uh, Bottom right. Yeah. Cheeks, <laughs> cheeks. Hey, what up? What's Mark? up, Mark? Mark's in the comments. What's Yo. up, man? But yeah, the the size advantage for the Denver Nuggets was part of why I picked them in this series. On top of that, like they have just looked outstanding, and you saw in Game One when everything was working perfectly for them. They, their offense, they just don't attack you the same way consistently. Like it's different every time. They have such good off ball movement. They have good shooters. They got Jamal Murray who can pop like crazy when he's hot. Then putting Jimmy on him, great, great. You knew Jimmy was going to take him. They didn't start that way. But then as the game was like, put Jimmy on Jamal Murray, like this makes sense. Uh, 
and Jokic is just going to be Jokic. Like, there's the <laughs> argument of turning him into a scorer and making him score to beat you. But, but let me tell you something. The Nuggets still almost won that game. And part of, in my opinion, why they lost game two was more so they just had too many defensive lapses where you just like, what are y'all doing? Yeah. Why are y'all both getting picked in this pick? Both of y'all following the roller. What is going on here? KCP following three-point shooters. Twice. Like, just too many mental mistakes. And if they can clean that up, like, I still feel very confident in my pick. Um... Before I even get to my analysis, can I just say it's annoying like how every after every game it's like the world is falling. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's such a swing. Like after game one, it's like Sweet. Man, who who's gonna beat the Nuggets? They're gonna be a dynasty. They're the new Warriors. Blah blah blah. And then after game two, it's like, well, Jokic is Jokic, but the rest of that team, like they're just <laughs> they ain't got nobody. They ain't got nobody over there that can put a ball in the bucket. Right. Like y'all don't shut up. Like it's just it's uh, draining. I swear to God. Like I think I pointed that out. Like first round with the Lakers series specifically is like yep. the, after a Lakers win, they playing in the parade. <laughs> <laughs> this the year. Right. After after a loss is you know LeBron needs to hang it up and AD <laughs> is not a closer and blah. It's just it's it's exhausting. So if you don't want to hear shit like that. Come, come and take five. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I was like, just be honest about the way you feel about it. Shit, tell them how you feel, even if they don't like it. Somebody do. I don't. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't. Sure. Sounds <laughs> 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 vaguely sure. in, the, in the realm of what we were yeah, talking about. It was. Uh, <laughs> Speak your truth. Bro. Anyway, uh, <laughs> this, this series. Uh, Game one, I'll admit, I was still jet lagged, so I don't know what the hell happened in that game. Um, but it was not- notable that for as good as Denver's offense looked, they only scored 104 points. Mm-hmm. So I think the takeaway from Miami after that game is that, you know, like we can keep this team's yeah. offense under wrap. Like, one, allowing 104 points in the NBA game in 2023, like, that's, that's a winnable game. You know what I mean? Um, and, like, I know they had a bunch of live ball turnovers. Um, so, Denver got out in transition and really, you know, hurt them there. Mm-hmm. They cleaned a lot of that up in game two. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, like, throughout the game, it was just like, you know, Denver led for the better part of it, especially, like, after that Second high start by quarter. Miami. Yeah. Um, but they, they never, like, created separation and if I know anything from this Miami Heat playoff run is that you can't let them hang around um, they don't give up Boy, they do not they give up game, bro. you got a game and like they let them hang around they let them hang around Duncan Robinson went cl- uh, crazy for the first minute of the fourth quarter scored eight straight points <laughs> gave him a mean mug it's worse than Giannis's, um, yeah. <laughs> which is very hard to do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then, it, you know, like Jimmy was everywhere defensively. Bam was everywhere defensively. Um, I mentioned when you, well, when you mentioned, you know, the talk of make Jokic a scorer, mm-hmm. like I feel like that's reductive. But what they did is like they clogged the passing lanes. Like it yeah. by default makes him a scorer, but it's not like you're just like, go get your points. <laughs> like, no, Jokic, still get him. He's still carrying them. You know, shut off. It, shut off everybody else's water make sure that you're there on like his kickout passes and force it to be where his best option is scoring because uh i think it was steve kerr that said on the draymond green podcast he's like Jokic is gonna be Jokic regardless they'll get his bro you can 
devote all the resources you want to trying to stop him but in reality jamal murray is the head of that snake like if you can shut off jamal murray you can kind of clog up things enough to where like Jokic can only do so much damage individually because like he scored 40 but it's like yeah. he scored 100 and whatever you know what I mean like so like again it's not make him a score but it's just like take care of everybody else like let the star do what they gonna do and you know like devote your resources elsewhere because it's kind of like you're fighting a losing battle if you're just trying to like stop, stop Jokic because there is no way There's to no stop way Jokic to stop not completely like he's gonna have something in this game because one thing used to make me mad when I watched the Bucks and Nuggets match up we would double Jokic and I'm like why are we doubling him like now he's he, he passes so well what are we doing and oh the role God, players in Denver when they can catch in rhythm like it's it's easy it's real easy and that's one thing about watching Jokic play basketball too especially as a Bucks fan where it's like everything comes easy to him it looks like like nothing is like difficult for Jokic everything is how he wants it to go it's in his speed it's his control and then you watch Giannis and it's like an unrelenting force Good of force. nature that is just like willing his way on the game and it looks difficult every single time <laughs> but um no that man Jokic is he is nice and it's crazy how many people are coming out the woodworks now and being like the league should do a better job of promoting him bro <laughs> shut up y'all didn't even want to vote for him three times y'all like he don't feel like he deserve it over in Denver like stupid stuff like that Joker been cold bro it's racial bias Tim has been saying Jokic has been cold on <laughs> this show been cold for, like, for at least four years Tim has been He's been cold for a long time, bro. Saying this. And he... The funny thing about Jokic is just that, like you said, it's not even just the way that he maintains. It's like, it's the way he does it. It's weird. Like, he's just throwing his weight around, bro. <laughs> like, like, I, I want to go this way. Let me lean into you real quick. <laughs> roll off your shoulder. Excuse me. Next thing you know, he's throwing it above his head while he's looking the opposite direction. It's in the bucket. All net. Like, what the fuck? Or he's throwing <laughs> over his head and it's an assist. He's like, how did you see him behind okay. give you a shimmy shake one way the ball flying opposite you be like bro wide open <laughs> he already up the court like what the fuck bro <laughs> like it's wild going back to your point like Jokic dominates in his way Giannis dominates in his way like that's the beauty of basketball it's yeah. like there's so many different ways to skin to a cat it. and it's like so like all the talk of like you know it's all about layups and threes it's like mm-hmm. there's so much beauty in basketball like you shouldn't be trying to force everything into one mold you know what I mean like I don't know that's just my little my little soapbox moment but <laughs> I agree I love the mid-range um to answer your original question about like how do I feel about my pick I picked Denver in seven um just because I was too cowardly to pick Miami <laughs> I wanted to I was, I was almost there and like honestly if Tim had picked Denver I would be like ah let, you fuck it let me get Miami but I wanted to have like some uh some level of uh Descent. Logic, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like I couldn't get there. Like, like my heart was like, hey, it's Miami. I just got a gut feeling about it, but logically, like I see the the benefits, like the advantages that Denver has, namely Jokic, like yeah. the size discrepancy. Um, which I mean, like it didn't hurt them necessarily against the Bucks. Um, like they were the undersized team there. Granted, the Bucks don't really utilize their size all the time, right? Boy, they, they, it's <laughs> the different with uh, in Denver. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, like it's a, it's been a good chess match so far. Honestly. Absolutely, like just two really locked in coaching staffs. Sorry, another tangent. <laughs> I don't like the vibes of Mike uh, Michael My, Malone. You- <laughs> I just I I can't even really put my finger on why. It's just like every time he talks, I'm like, 
man, shut up. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, let's let's work through this. Cause like I I, I don't know why, <laughs> but I want to figure it out. Cause okay. it's like let's figure it out. Let me see if I can find like a press conference with him or something. <laughs> it's it, after game two. You know, he's like. I don't know. It just feels like a persecution pro- complex or something. Like, um, he had a point, but like after the Lakers, Lakers. series, mm-hmm. where it's just like everybody only want to talk about the Lakers. We don't get no respect. Blah blah blah. Right. It's like first time you say we all be like, okay, yeah, you got a point. Yeah. It's like y'all number one see you got two times. Like granted, like you don't get a lot but of attention. Not talking about him. like Milwaukee, but it's like people that know know. Like it's not like anybody was like, yeah, let me get the the Nuggets. Like. It was it was some people because they don't watch them like that. Nobody in the league. Like that's the, that's the thing that Drew Holiday always talks about. He's like, I don't really care about the media attention. It's like people that play the game like they know. Like everybody knows I'm nice. Mm-hmm. Like nobody wants me to guard them. Like that's the type of respect that I need. Like I don't need necessarily like all defensive team. I don't need defensive player of the year. Like if my peers are talking about like I'm nice, then I'm nice. Like that's all I really need. And like to me, it's like that's the only real validation that you need. Cause like. People don't know what the fuck they talking about. <laughs> like, they really don't. So, if you're not getting the attention from the media, like, do you really want ESPN talking about your team? Like, we talked about this before. Like, if ESPN is talking about your team, more than likely it's for some bullshit that don't have anything to do with successful basketball. And we've talked about that and the way that that channel in particular and NBA media covers the league and how different that coverage is than how media members cover the NFL, for example, where everything is highlighted. They can make two and six teams facing each other feel like the biggest game. And you'd be like, oh, I'm going to tune into this. But in NBA, even I think they had a segment today where he's talking about who's harder to guard, Jokic or Steph Curry. And it's like, what the fuck does that have why, to do with anything Why are right we now? talking about that right now? That's an off-season type of question. Like, right now, let's talk about who's playing. <laughs> we, um, are, we are in a tied series with two phenomenal games so far. And the biggest story of the week is LeBron James and Kyrie <laughs> Irving. Or some shit that's never going to happen. We'll get there. And I, like, I don't want to derail the conversation. But, like, that's just the, like, that's the point. And, like, we didn't talk last week but another annoying thing was people like worried about the ratings it's like everybody care about ratings now why does anybody outside of like the advertising executives (laughs) for ESPN care give a single solid fuck about (laughs) the ratings of the NBA finals granted like through two games like they're pretty much on par with the ratings from last year's finals yep so it, it hasn't even been an issue but like oh should we want a Miami Denver finals like that would be terrible for NBA ratings it's like what the fuck does this have to do with it? Like, if it's a good series, people will watch it. People will tune Correct. in. And to that point, like you said, the first two games of this series have been phenomenal. Like, the back and forth, the action, especially if you're a basketball fan and watching these two teams that are very well coached mm-hmm. with coaches that are making adjustments in-game and they are trying to check. You see it. You seeing it. <laughs> where it's you like, see the shit. The start of game two, the group chat's sitting there like, oh, yeah, like, here come Miami. Like, they came out, oh, you know, they came out hungry. First quarter ends, like, oh, it's only a three-point game. Second quarter, here comes the Nuggets on a huge run. You just sitting there like, dang. Third quarter's even. Fourth quarter, back and forth. And here come the Heat on their run. You just kind of like, are they about to do it again? <laughs> are they about to do it again? You get Jamal Murray with a chance to tie the game to an overtime at the end. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, you can't ask for, like, the games have been entertaining. There are talent, like, talented dudes on both sides of the ball here. Yeah. 
even in that, I mean, speaking to that, even with the last shot, you got the ball into the hands of the one guy on the court. Everybody like, that motherfucker might hit that shit. So you kind of like, ooh. And to Mark's point in the comments, we want a good series, and it has been for two games. And that's all you can ask for. Forget it, who, the teams, as long as the matchup is good, like, I'm here for it. And how do you build new stars that will be ratings drivers in the future? Is you you highlight them, them when they're on TV. <laughs> like, you actually pay attention to them. You tell their story. Like, people are just now discovering who Jokic is, despite yeah. him being a multi-time MVP, you know, all perennial All-NBA, all well, perennial All-Star. Like, but as ESPN, it's like, oh, this dude is cold. He's probably going to be here for some years. Maybe let's tell his story. Maybe let's introduce him to people. Use this as a platform nope. to build a new star. So then you have your ratings draw for the next it's the Vince McMahon five to effect, 10 bro. years. You only can build one at a time. <laughs> <laughs> one at a time. Everybody else building on their own. Man, my mom is... Remember we had the conversation some time ago about household names in the NBA mm. who everybody knows. She's a yeah, very casual ball. basketball watcher. You know, she watches the Bucks, but mm -hmm. she saw Jokic not before before the finals in the last series against the Lakers. And she was like, um, who was that real good dude on, on Denver? And I said, the little one or the big one? She goes, the big one. And I was like, oh, that's Nikola Jokic. And she goes, girl, I don't know about him. He kind of gave me some Rocky Four vibes. <laughs> so she refers to him just as Rocky Four. I know what she means. Right. She's like, Rocky Four be hooping. And I was like... <laughs> He do. He Shout out to you for not seeing race, because you could have easily said the black one or the white one. I could have. I said the tall one or the big one. Yeah, the tall one or the little one. The Rocky Four. I was like, if he dies, he dies? She said, yes, him. <laughs> but real quick, I did find a clip of Mike Malone after they lost. It's very quick. It's about 12 seconds of him being in the locker room trying to hype up his guys. So, uh, will this get you hype, Eric? I'm just curious to know. Okay, Mike. <laughs> like that, that, that doesn't inspire anything. Movie? In me. Uh, I'm sure he had more to add. To it sounds like it sounds like <laughs> Howard, Howard Dean. When he's like, we're, we're gonna go to Alabama. We're gonna go to Mississippi. <laughs> like, but I mean, y'all still gave you more life. <laughs> still gave you some. Um, some I forgot some about the. <laughs> it gave you some uplifting. Like you just. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> We're gonna go to Miami, and we're gonna play harder, and we're gonna play better, and we're gonna turn the ball over, and we're gonna win it. But he's maybe it goes back to like when he was like really snippy with the the sideline reporter. My name is Michael. No, oh, it could it could have been that. Everyone <laughs> in the comments, play <laughs> I hurt my throat doing <laughs> Woo. Okay. Any other thoughts on this series? I said Denver and six for my initial prediction. I hope it goes seven. Just because these teams, like, it's just been really fun to watch it. I think Denver gets one in Miami. In Miami. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, like, it's hard to analyze this stuff because again like to that point about like Miami shooting in the games they won like you can't predict they, a 50% well. three point yeah. shooting game like like 63's <laughs> like this no, wild Miami shit Miami won't take like 25 they'll make 14 14, 15 of them you be like good lord 
Like, and they'll make it feel like they're not missing. And that's the thing with that's why Denver can't have defensive lapses. When they came on in game one, what impressed me the most was that they were locked in defensively. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't sure if it was going to be a rust versus rest game where it's like, which side are y'all on? Are y'all well rested? Y'all gonna come out and hoop? Or y'all rusty because y'all didn't hoop in a week? They came out ready to go. They was playing good defense. And I was like, if they play defense, like they got a chance in this series. They're they gonna score. Team. Yeah, and, exactly. Right. And like one thing, I, sorry, last point. It, because I was listening to a podcast yesterday of people like analyzing the game and whatnot. And like at some point we have to kind of start giving Miami their respect and this respect, which is they talk about like, oh, you know, it's different when the team isn't just handing them wins, you know, like Dang. Boston down the stretch, like they can't execute down the stretch well, and they turn the ball they over and they don't. Shoot. And, that, and that's my point. It's like, it's like why weren't they Miami executing is, then? It's the same thing as the Bucks. It's like down the stretch, they just like completely fell apart. It's like maybe the opponent has something to do it. Like if right, it's consistent right. across like series at right. this point, like, like they broke down like their point differential. Throughout the playoffs, it's like negative one in the first quarter, negative 11, second quarter, negative 20 something in the third, and it's like plus 22 in the fourth. It's like <laughs> it took them, a, it took them three quarters, but they figured it out. But like, that's the th- that's what I was saying about like if they just keep it close, like they kind of you got to be about like 15, 20 point. of these motherfuckers, bro. Michael Porter Jr., though, good lord. Game one, defensively, he was like he was not scoring he the ball, fell but like, in game two. but game two, he yeah. fell apart. When I'm like, they got again. They got to figure that out because you can't bench him. I mean, you could. It's just <laughs> Christian <laughs> Brown time. Who y'all know? I was high on coming into the. I was, I'm watching this kid in the finals, and I'm just smiling like that motherfucker is strong, bro. He hustled like he mm. he, he just he got that hustle on. He but called Dante. Facts. <laughs> uh, we gonna have a Michael. We need to have a. It's, I want to have a Michael Porter Jr. game because they are putting all these little dudes on him, and he can just yeah, shoot over them. It's just that it's, the he shot is not falling one. for him. But it, I feel like a game is gonna happen where it's like they are finally is, dropping. That, he yeah. he kind of has the profile of a guy that kind of falls apart. Mm-hmm. The big like mm. it's giving me real strong Harrison Barnes vibes, where it's like the the lights might be a little too bright for him. Well, hopefully he's getting used to him. Right. His eyes are adjusting. I, I can easily see us coming back next week. It'll be like, oh, he set the NBA record for most threes in the, NBA, in the finals game. It's like, yeah, yeah. I can see that too, yeah. though. Like, either but like with the way that he's played through two games, it's kind of like game one was the you nice, but like it's always been something just kind of missing from like the, the him sauce completely putting it together. I feel it. I feel it. Well, game three in the NBA finals is tomorrow, Wednesday. Looking forward to watching that. Oh dang! I ain't, like we scheduled that thing for tomorrow. I ain't even considered it. That's okay. It ain't gonna take us too long. <laughs> Teacher. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk some NBA coaching news. Uh, before I get there, shells in the comments just wanted to add that MPJ is so streaky. He is. And that's he a is. fact, Jack. A snapple fact, almost. <laughs> coaching news. So, one, two, three, four of the teams that had coaching vacancies have found their next head coach. The only one that is still searching at the moment is Toronto. I think Toronto just got, like, a fetish for being the one to kind of <laughs> be in control of the NBA because, like, the trade deadline is the same thing. It's like, what's Toronto going to do? Like, now it's the coaching thing. Like, what's Toronto going to do? I feel like, like they don't even know what they're going to do for their coach. Right. They kind of just like, I don't know. They probably don't know what they're going to do with trades either. <laughs> <laughs> like, they got such an interesting hey, team Fred, up there. Hey, Fred, you coming back? I don't know. All right, let's know. Fred might be in Houston. But anyway, that's not what we're talking about right now. What we're talking about right now is some coaching hires. In Milwaukee, we have hired 
Adrian Griffin, who most previously served as the assistant head or assistant coach in Toronto with the Raptors under Nick Nurse. Funny thing about that, we knew that the finalists were between Nick Nurse, Adrian Griffin, and Kenny Atkinson. Mm -hmm. And the reports started coming out, and it's like, oh, they're leaning towards Griffin. And then it's like Nick Nurse has pulled himself out of consideration. And I'm like, he pulled out because they told me he wasn't getting a job. Right. They said it was between Adrian and Kenny. And he said, you know what? I'm you pulling can't my name. Fire me because yeah. I quit. Right. Pretty much. Big energy like that. But we have our new head coach in Milwaukee. It was a great, you know, they had a very thorough process apparently. Interviewed like 20 different candidates. They were going to see him in person. They were doing film, having to meet different people in the organization. And Adrian Griffin rose to the top of the crop. How are y'all feeling about that coaching hire here in Milwaukee? I have literally nothing based anything off of. I have no idea. Um, I did watch his introductory press conference. Mm -hmm. I give him a little bit of leeway. Right? Like he doesn't address the media that often. It's his first time. Probably was a little nervous. Wasn't all that impressed. <laughs> be quite honest. Interesting. <laughs> um, just like his command of, of, the, of the like it didn't again like to the Michael Malone point. It, like it didn't inspire, inspire me you. at yeah. all. But like maybe he's better in a one on one situation. So like I'm I'm definitely still going in with an open mind but it's just mm -hmm. like i have nothing to base anything off of we don't know um it did i think i mentioned this in our group chat but it felt like kind of like an overcorrection to like losing darvin ham last year mm -hmm. like i know bobby portis tweeted out like That's that was they an missed. underrated <laughs> part of their season is that they really yeah. missed darvin ham and like i can easily see you know going through the process and the players all being like yo we need a former player we need somebody that you know connects with us on that level um, we didn't really have that in a prominent role on the coaching staff this year. Now something that we were really missing. So like, it may be overcorrection is like too strong, of too a strong word. of a word. But like, maybe I think that that probably weighed really heavily in the process of their, next especially coach. coming from you know like if you look at their last couple of coaching hires like mm -hmm. Jason Kidd, former player. They're like, ah, oh, that ain't really work. We need somebody that's a little bit more <laughs> established. Yeah. So then they bring in Mike Budenholzer. He doesn't have like the gravitas of mm -hmm. the former players. So then they swing back in that direction. Um, but yeah, I mean, we'll see. Like, it's a new era. Like, I was, the more I've thought about it, it's like, you know, this is a, a time for a fresh breath, really. Like, I've said for the last couple of years, like, the Bucks are only exciting for like two months a year because it's like, well, three months, I guess. Fingers crossed. Where's you know it's April, May, June. It's, it's playoff time because like you know that they're not doing anything at the draft because they rarely they ever no have pay. a draft pick. <laughs> they're you know they don't really have in season drama like that. Trade deadline, they may make one or two moves, but it's not like they're trading any of their big three. So it's only only so much they can really do at that point. So it's not. It's really boring until you get to the playoffs and then you have a year like this year where the playoffs are like a week and a half. And it's like, oh, well, that, was, that was a bit of a letdown. What so, a big letdown. Right. But like now, you know, you new coaching staff coming in, like the role players will probably change a little bit because they'll change up the ta tactics that they want to do. Um, so we'll, we'll hopefully see a little bit of uh, excitement over the next couple of months that's been missing the last few years. So with you, I didn't really know too much about like his coaching profile or anything like that. No, knowing that he was an assistant, knowing that he played with the Bucks, things like that. But I was reading his. Uh, the question was, "What is your brand of basketball?" That's the question we all want the answer to. He's a defensive-minded yep. coach. Very defensive-minded. Like 
just taking away from what he's saying, like we're gonna get out, we're gonna pressure the ball, we're gonna turn our defense into offense, we're not gonna let the offense get us. The other team's offense get us, we'll get the high percentage shots in the paint, then those threes will be open, but we're not gonna put a cap on the threes. But, but a lot of the, the excitement or the words <clears throat> were more in the defensive category as opposed to the offense, you know, because, yeah, we do got special talent on this team, but I think more so I'm excited to see what the offense looks like because we have at the moment, depending on how it shakes out, but we still have a really good defensive team. Mm-hmm. So I like I thought about Kenny because of the fact that I'm like, okay, he didn't been with these high offenses. He didn't been with these yeah. high profile players, high offense, like offensive minded players too, like my offensive minded coaches, things like that. It, it, yeah, cool. You came from Bud Tree, we do things defensively. All right, but I wanted to see a creative offense. I'm not saying that he can't do it. Not saying that he can't, because no, we I don't know. <laughs> and to your point about that, when I saw that, you know, I was hiring. Like, well, I hope what he does is he hires uh, an experienced assistant coach that is more offensive-minded. And apparently, Terry Stotts is coming on, and that fits the profile of exactly. What I'm, like, here's an offensive guy, mm-hmm. <laughs> has some experience. He coached the Bucks himself mm-hmm. for some Welcome years. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to Adrian Griffin too, because he started his coaching career as an assistant for the Bucks. Yeah, he definitely hit that hard in the press conference. Didn't he? <laughs> Full circle. <laughs> Full circle. Ten years ago, this is where it started. We know. We know, we know, but that's what I want to see. Like the staff get built, and in the press conference, the word that struck out to me that Coach Griffin said was that you know he values creativity, and I was like, I want to see what that looks like for this team because he was saying like I'm not coming in here to completely change the foundation. The foundation here is the bones are good. Mm-hmm. I just see some things I can tweak here and tweak here and tweak there to make us more effective. And we know in the playoffs it's a game of inches. It's just little things you got to do. And that's what I needed to hear. Like that, And again, we don't know because we've never seen him coach before. But um, there are a lot of people who are excited about him finally getting his head coaching gig. Giannis was a big fan of his, which, cool. We know you Giannis got buy-in got, from him. Like right, that. you get buy-in from our superstar. You got my buy-in off top. So <laughs> I'm, I'm just excited now that we have our coach. Um, we can look forward to seeing how that roster uh, gets uh, – coaching staff gets filled out. And then see how the roster gets filled out as well. So, I'm, that's what my intrigue is at because we have an interesting year this year. So I'm I'm real curious as to how our roster will fill out. I don't think they have that many options. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. But that's what I'm saying. It's, it's real interesting because either you let them stay, or you gotta go. And if they go, it's like, <laughs> like what oh, you gonna do? We're gonna come back in. Well, we can't really bring nobody else back we in at no their level because we ain't got their money. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why I'm like. Earlier when we were having the conversation around like Bud and what might happen, I was like, it may like I could see him getting fired because this team is probably going to remain largely the same. The easiest change they can make is at the coach position. So we'll see if they they run it back. Early reports are saying that you know the league league officials are saying it's looking like Chris is coming back. So hey, that big three still there. Hopefully we get that core four with Brooke coming back as well. But we gonna see. <laughs> Nick Nurse, he reached an agreement to become the next coach of the Philadelphia 76ers. Ah, Philly! Him and Embiid have hey, had some words over the years. See, now they got, I don't know how that's going, his personality type <laughs> of just being a very, like, yelly-yelly. Um, combative. Combative is a great word. Fiery personality type. I'm curious to see how that's going to work in Philly. And also, I'm curious to see if he's going to be playing Embiid, like, 40 minutes in January. because You want James Harden back? He said it. He want to win. That's not the question. 
<laughs> I mean, but it's not his call though. Uh, right. That and shit was hilarious. That, like that's. First of all, that reporter was asshole. Like he you was. Ask, you asked him a question, he's answering, and then just cut him off. Do you want James Harden back? Like, what? And he was Philly cold media. about it. He was cold about it. That wasn't the question. Do you want James Harden back? <laughs> that question, that there, answer that. God damn. Like, you know how quickly I'd be like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> like, that's why I couldn't be it. Hey, him no more. Him no more. Right, like, <laughs> him no more. Right. Get his ass out of here. Like, I'm a head coach of this basketball team. Like, I can, <laughs> I got some sway around here. Um, it just, <laughs> I got some sway. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, who the fuck? Sheldon, who the fuck with you? Is <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. Like, good luck, nigga. <laughs> how I feel with most of these coaching hires? It's like we just. How do I want to say this? Carousel. This is a real carousel this time. We have reached the point in the NBA where there is a greater level of parity than what we have seen in years past. There yeah. are many teams who believe that they should be winning a championship, but only one team can actually do that. Correct. There are a lot of good coaches in the league. They're not perfect, but there are a lot of good coaches. And if you actually look at the finals matchup with Miami and Denver, those are two head coaches who at various times were like, I should fire him. <laughs> and the teams were like, no. We're going to hold on to them because they're a good coach. And now you see them in the finals. You see the coaching acumen between the two of them. And looking at the landscape, it's like Bud was fired. Monty was fired. Nick Nurse was fired. Doc was fired. Again, none of them are perfect coaches, to say the least. But they're all good coaches. Three of them got rings. The, uh, the fourth took his team to the finals two years ago. And then you have someone like Frank Vogel who got the job got in uh, Phoenix, who also has a ring, but got fired. Where it's like, he got fired because the team that y'all put together didn't make sense. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's not his fault. <laughs> it's not his fault. And I feel like the, the the coaching like tree, like we are moving too fast. And it's all because of these teams. Like, we got to win a championship. We got to win a championship. And I don't like what that is doing to uh, the coaches in the league because... A little patience can go a long way, but again, these teams are on these clocks where it's like I have a championship window of only this much. But so. it's everybody trying to save their own ass. Like it's the GM that's like, there you go. He put together a flawed a team, and then your team gets bounced, and it's like you're gonna go. fire yourself. So <laughs> he, ain't uh, he ain't coach these dudes. I've done wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go. I can't take it. It's my fault. Or the owner don't want to spend, and then like they put a put out a small roster. roster, and it's like. Well, the owner ain't gonna fire himself, so who does it fall on? Like, look at it this way: if the Bucks had known after the first round that Miami would be three wins away from a championship, would they still look at it the same way, or would they look at you know, like at the time it's just uh, once he got upset by an eight, now it's oh, you lost to a team that's in the finals, like that might win a championship. It kind of colors it a little bit differently, but like everybody's so in a rush, like yep. instant gratification. It's like maybe just take a beat, really assess. Like if if you go through your decision making process and it still comes to, you know what, we should move on. Cool, but if it's just like a reaction to the results, I agree wholeheartedly. It's like I got two things. One with Bud, we a lot of people. I'll speak for myself. I said the championship saved this job. It did. I mean, yeah. So it's kind of been a long time coming kind of thing. But at the same time, I don't disagree with your point. Two, I feel like a lot of people are like, uh, I'm cool with this coach. I don't want this coach. I'm cool with this coach. 
But if it was any other season without a multitude of these high-profile coaches available, I don't think people would have that same effect or feeling. They'd be like, oh, shit, we fired Bud. But Doc Rivers is available. <laughs> I mean, if he was, like, really the only good coach available, you'd be like, you know what? Fuck it. We'll take Doc. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but because you've had the you have the Montes, you have the actresses available, you have the uh the Vogels. The Vogels, the like you have these high profile coaches, championship winning coaches. Coach of the year winning coaches available. And if Emay would have waited a little bit, he ain't probably had to go to Houston. I no, think he, he wanted to go on, he wanted to go to Houston probably. Uh, I'm just saying like for non basketball reasons. He would have been in this <laughs> carousel as well yeah. though. You know what I'm saying? Like we no, would be like, it, man, yeah. shit, email available. We could probably want email. Yeah. Like, because there's so many high profile coaches available, it's kind of like, uh. Because everybody's on that same time of like, if it ain't working, we you out the door. I mean, I don't want to go too deep, but it's kind of like re- relationships where it's like everybody sees like all the different options that they got now. It's like, oh, man, maybe the grass is a little bit greener on the other side. Normally and then it's you, not. And then you break <laughs> up and then you be like out here and it's like, ooh. <laughs> like, <laughs> I see one strand of grass, bro. <laughs> right. It wasn't a whole field, goddamn. <laughs> Yeah, and it's like but the yeah. Bucks. Like I'm glad that they were very thorough in their search. Like it sounds like they had a good process for once. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, like when we were getting the names of the people that they were interviewing, it's like y'all really did. Y'all jumped out without a parachute. Like I could see if it was one thing where it's like, okay, like we're gonna get rid of Bud, but like we got this ace in the hole. Like where it's like, oh yeah, we know we're moving on to Monty, or you know, we can get Ty Lue out of the. Out of LA. Ooh, I was we, hoping we could get Ty Lue out of LA. That was my. Like, woo. if there was an obvious, like, pivot point where it's like, okay, there's a coach that's on the market or will potentially be on the market, that kind of gives us something different than what we're looking for. But, like, we've already identified that. Like, just leaving the relationship with Bud without really, like, a next step. Mm-hmm. A next step, really. No success. Uh, it's, like, it's like they just felt like it was time. And it maybe it was, I mean, maybe. we don't, maybe. Like they went through, like you said, the process, and they were like, "This locker room needs a new voice," or it could be, like we said before, this roster is going to be what it is, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're not responding to this voice anymore. Our only option with what we have here is to get rid of the coach. But again, like, I just don't like how quickly coaches are getting fired in this NBA. I just wanted to make that point. No, but to your point about um, a coach being out there that just fits you perfectly, and you're like, "This is the plan here." Detroit Pistons. Mm. They got their man. They signed Monty Williams to a six-year, $78.5 million deal. And that deal could reach up to $100 million in eight years based on team options and incentives. Because they wanted Monty that bad. I ain't never heard a coach get in a bag like that in my life. But they said, like, with where we are... They had some candidates because Charles Lee, the assistant in Milwaukee, is one of the finalists for that Detroit job. And I was like, that could be a good fit for him. Mm-hmm. He can grow the team. Woo, woo, woo. But when someone like Monty becomes available, who is known to be a culture setter, who can work with young talent, help develop and take you somewhere else, like... <laughs> Talk to DeAndre Aiden about that. Well, I mean, now, but like when he got <laughs> yeah. to Phoenix, remember how bad Phoenix was when he got there? Uh, no, no, like, I understand. I'm just saying, like, you know, them young players, they don't, yeah. <laughs> they don't all have glowing reviews. Yeah, so. he, he can't bat 100 here, yeah. but. Uh, Wasn't he in uh, New Orleans right before that? No, right before, but. But he was, was in New Orleans before. Head coaching spot. But, like, it's a fit where you're like, this hire makes so much sense for this franchise where they are, the roster construction. When I saw that, I was like, I get it. And Monty said no to them at first. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, like, granted, like Monty's a good dude. Like, I'm not 
casting aspersions that way but it's just like if somebody was like I don't want this job and you just kept throwing money at him like fine <laughs> fuck it I'll take it like is that really like, what's your number you gotta give me a uh, you probably made it rotational made it player contract look look at his wife what you think honey <laughs> mail <laughs> can y'all do that we'll, we'll come back to you yeah. next thing you know yeah. You want that cash or check or crypto? <laughs> cash, check, or crypto? <laughs> you got cash out. <laughs> I got Zell. You want that? But yeah, I think that's a good hire for, for Detroit. Yeah, that wasn't bad. That, that really wasn't. I don't want it into my backyard, but it's going to make it fun around here. Yeah, I mean, like, ultimately, I always root for everybody to kind of be, except for the Celtics. Um, I root for everybody to be, like, functional and. Like I want the young players in the league to be successful, yeah. so it's like anything that kind of helps foster um, growth in that way. It's like it's good with me. Like we got Giannis. Like I'm not really concerned about <laughs> anything, you know, anybody else too much. Um, so yeah, like that's good for Detroit. Um, yeah. and they're bringing uh, Steven Styles, uh, Silas with them too yeah. as an assistant, mm. which I had forgotten about. But like after his father passed, like they played Houston, Houston. played the Suns, and like there was like a really nice embrace between the two. Monty of them. and him, yeah. Um, so I'm glad that Steven Silas could bounce back because I, I feel like he got ra- railroaded in. That was Houston. a no one situation for him in Houston. Like I still, I, like I, uh, Houston has a uh, has had a history of hiring black coaches and putting them in bad predicaments, haven't they? Well, I mean, like, I, <laughs> and like I'm not defending the organization, but like I put that on James Harden and Russell Westbrook. They tainted. like they were the one, like they they had a finalist, like kind of like the Bucks situation where it's like. You know, like they have three finalists. They meet with the star players. The star players sign off or advocate for a guy. They advocate for Steven Silas. And then two weeks into the season, they left. <laughs> like, or two weeks before the season, I should say, they're like, get me the fuck out of here. It's like, bro, this dude, y'all, like, if y'all gonna do that, just like hire Jeff Van Gundy. Like, somebody that, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's his first coaching job. Like, yeah. why would you put yeah. that on him? Like, I get it. Like, you know, you gotta do what's best for you. But at the same time, like, they served him up. There's yeah. a level of responsibility that you have as the best player, and you just got this dude's job, and then you're going to automatically Leave like him put him in a position where he can't win. Mm. And like that's coming off the bubble where like the players are like, yo, we need more black coaches, we need more black coaches. Yeah. And then you put a black coach in a position to where like his name is going to be mud after this because like he has to sit and take put all these losses on his permanent record yeah where they're gonna be like hey you know like next time steve size is up for a head coaching job well he he was terrible in houston he you know sub 300 winning percentage and blah 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 it's like circumstance you could have left me where i was at (laughs) (laughs) and i did mention this already as well but the phoenix suns are hiring frank vogel as their new head coach and at first i was like didn't expect Frank Vogel to get that. But then I thought about it a little bit more, and I was like, I mean, I guess he does have experience with Paul George and Indy. He mm-hmm. had Davis and LeBron in L.A. Mm-hmm. And I never thought Vogel was a bad coach. Like I said earlier, he was put in a position where it's like, what do you expect him to do with this team? When you know his coaching style, his profile, his schemes, and then you put Westbrook in here, and y'all get rid of all the shooters. What did you expect to happen here? To win. <laughs> And you saw what happened once they got rid of Westbrook and got shooters. They were able to make it to the Western Conference Finals. Mm. Yeah. It was. I will say, yeah. like, yeah, they they, yeah. yeah. It, he. <laughs> so, like, when he got hired in LA, like, they stuck Jason Kidd on his staff right away. And who they Met put on? Boy, it, who they put on it this time? 
So now they done hired David Fisdale from Utah, and they hired the dude that was also a finalist for the job. Oh, yeah. Kevin Young. Kevin Young on staff. Made him the highest paid assistant coach in the league. Like, if that ain't two coaches in waiting on your staff <laughs> from day one, like, I don't know what it is. Like, Frank Vogel, and the fact that Frank Vogel took, not took his job, but, like, Frank Vogel is the replacement for Monty Williams. And he's getting, like, a fraction of what Monty Williams is getting. Ain't nobody getting that money, money. Ooh. Ain't nobody getting that money, money. But, uh, that's yeah. That's just, hey, at least Frank Vogel's used to it. He's coached under these conditions before with a coach in the wing. I mean, he, you know, if you have to choose between, like, another Lakers-type situation or another Orlando-type situation, you know, you know. Take that Lakers one. <laughs> right, like, Beggars can't be choosers. Right. Some assistant coaching news. Sam Cassell has agreed to join the Boston Celtics coaching staff. He spent the last three in Philly under Doc Rivers. James Borrego has agreed to become the New Orleans associate head coach. He spent four seasons as in Charlotte as their head coach. And Kevin Ali as, uh, is joining the Brooklyn Nets as an assistant coach. And Ali was a finalist for the Pistons job. Clearly, Monty took that. <laughs> so he's over there in Brooklyn now. Brooklyn, Brooklyn. Golden State's Bob Myers, two-time executive of the year and pretty much the architect of that dynasty, is stepping down as the franchise's president and GM. He threw the next dudes the grenade. Yeah, he said, ah, y'all can do with this. <laughs> I built this. <laughs> My time is done. You can choose what you want to do with Clay and Draymond. I'm not having that conversation. I don't, don't want to do it. I'm not going to be the one to tell Steph that we moving on. I'm not going to be the one. <laughs> I want them to remember me right. as the one who put them together. All right. Damn, he Kept really them did together. leave the, the crew. Damn. Yes. When he trying to promote his sons? The owner. Oh, the owner. Oh, was. the owner. I, was, I remember Bob Myers. I have kids in there. No, so like, um, his son is expected. So, uh, Lakers owner. Oh, Jesus Golden Christ. State. Warriors owner is uh, Joe Lacob. Right? Joe? Anyway, Lacob. His Sound son, right. Kirk, is expected to take a more prominent role in the front office. He's uh, He's been in the front office for the last couple of years. Um, but he's expected to take... Very Alice Lazary-ish um, But <laughs> He's expected to take A more prominent role And then uh, Mike Dunleavy Jr. Is also ah, I did see his be. name Listed with them he I used to really out. like Mike Dunleavy When he played for uh, The Bucks Shout out NBA Reddit uh, Fuck Mike Dunleavy Nah The Bucks subreddit Did not fuck with him Like that's like a, a is, secret. It after, is it after the The Bulls mm -hmm. oh, yeah. It's like a secret Uh Secret Secret hate club well, It's, it's, like, it's, it's kind of in the same vein Of like Bucks and Six It's kind of like A secret handshake type deal hmm. FMD If you ever see that one, Fuck Mike, <laughs> fuck Mike Dudley You put me up On some game today mm -hmm. That's funny The Clippers General manager Michael Winger He was named The president of Monumental basketball And I was like What is that <laughs> Even mean but that gives him full leadership of all things professional basketball in D.C. So he's overseeing the NBA's Washington Wizards, the WNBA's Washington Mystics, and the G League's Go-Go team. Sheesh. That's all a, of that's them. That's a cold name, though. The Capital City Go-Go. Go-Go. That's a fact. Like that and Memphis Hustle. Like, those are two Memphis Hustle is my favorite tier. G League team name. And they got, like, their uniforms, too, for the hustle. Mm. But, yeah. But so. you know how much work that is? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, saying, I'm like, bro, you three, three leagues? <laughs> three. Holy shit You gotta trust your staff Good <laughs> lord You better have a good one You gotta have a great one Shit Three Three Woo My man's ain't never gonna be at the crib Monumental basketball 
That's where you at. And in the Clippers, they promoted Trent Redden to, G- to GM and Mark Hughes to their senior VP assistant GM to fill that vacancy left by Michael Winger. Oh, they just be like throwing titles at people like back in my day he <laughs> was GM like that was the guy it. now you got presidents of basketball operations you got executive VP of acquisition <laughs> purchasing and sales and marketing and social media like, like 15 like, of you motherfuckers like, <laughs> who's the GM of the Toronto Raptors uh isn't it Usai Jerry? See, no, he, left, he the he? president. Like Bobby, that's what I'm saying. Like they just throw, like they give people promotions and they give them new titles. But essentially, essentially like Masai is he's yeah. the top decision maker for Toronto. But technically, their GM is Bobby Webster. Does he? Like, does like, he do a job? Right. Like, <laughs> does Bobby do any work? <laughs> From what I understand, like it's more. I won't get too far into the weeds, but like basically, like Bobby Webster is the one that goes out and like makes the calls and like does the negotiation. So he's he's his lackey. And then like like he brings it to Masai, and Masai's like, yes or no. He does the blue collar, and then Masai does the. He's a lackey. Yeah. But it's essentially like it's he's he's the assistant GM like under a normal basketball structure. That's why I asked, does he do it? But yeah, hell, he somebody got to do it. Like he's the, <laughs> like Milt Wagner is the assistant GM for, for the, the Bucks. Bucks. Like him and Bobby Wagner are basically the same, but like Bobby Webster has a higher title functionally. All right, man. That's what I say. Like it's just like whenever somebody like flirts with a different team, and then it's like, oh, you just got to pay me more. It's like then they get a bump up of their title, and, the and then they become supreme overlord, ruler of the world. And <laughs> there shit. you go. <laughs> <laughs> but you still the GM. But also, don't, like, worry. <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> You just overruled this world here. So, <laughs> do y'all want to talk about John Moran or Kyrie Irving first? Uh, we can we can wallow in the mud a little bit. Wallow in the mud. We'll go to so which one is that? Ja. Mister <laughs> <laughs> Flash. Uh, let's go, Ja. Adam Silver made a, a statement about John Moran. He said, "Quote." We've uncovered a fair amount of additional information. We probably could have brought it to a head now, but we've made the decision that it would be unfair to these players and these teams to announce that decision in the middle of this series. He's, of course, referring to the NBA Finals. That, this is the first teaser trailer of an NBA suspension <laughs> in history. Oh, we're going to get his ass, but we can't do it right now. But I'm just, we just letting y'all know so later on. Right, like, stay tuned. <laughs> That's called a tease, just ladies wait. and gentlemen. <laughs> I saw that John Morant's camp has come out and said that was a toy gun. Boy, that's even worse. <laughs> Why are you riding around with a toy gun like it's real? Well, not not even that. Like you what got you the heat. On, you got the heat on you from the first gun incident. Like you just making fun of it at that point. Like with a toy gun. I just like I mean, the real gun is bad, but the logic just doesn't. Uh, like if you got it on you for self defense or for you know protection purposes, that's one thing. But if you just playing around with a toy gun, especially after Tamir Rice, like, that's, what are we doing here? Like, mm. That do not make it any better. And if anything, I suspend your ass longer just for being dumb. <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's a stupidity tax. On the, on the <laughs> he said it's a toy gun. They walling. They that first statement they I put out. I just did out, finger guns. That was the goal. They were doing finger guns before the gun oh, came yeah. out. You didn't even need it. We the got TikTok the point. They had him like he was doing the shooting thing. They actually had <laughs> gun sounds behind him. I'm like, dog, hey. Y'all know that video of the little boy who got the gun? He's like, ah! <laughs> Every time I see him, I'm like, yeah, that's yeah, that's Ja. That's Ja at this the one, point. The funny one I saw was uh, from, what was that movie The Rock did with 
Get shorty. Be cool. Be cool. When it's there Android 8000, like, well, don't give me no gun, Don't then. give me no gun, then. <laughs> that boo. <laughs> you know what I'm going to do with it. Don't, don't give me no gun, then. He turned his little leg to the side. I don't want it no more. So stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen, to see how many games Ja gets. Let's take a, a bet here. How many games do y'all think Ja's going to get for this? The number I keep seeing is 30. I was saying 20 before Adam Silver said something. So 30 makes sense. <laughs> 35 for the <laughs> Somewhere around there. <laughs> we gonna see, ladies and gentlemen. And also, as mentioned, Kyrie Irving is in the news because apparently he reached out to the Lakers star LeBron James to see, like, hey, bro, you wanna come to Dallas and make a big three here? Which, with the new cap stuff, it's pretty much impossible. Big three. That, how? Motherfucker, you ain't even signed there. <laughs> How you recruiting me? You ain't even got a contract over there. That's crazy. <laughs> don't, you don't know what you finna do. You free. But I should come over there. I can see LeBron signing and Curry be like, you know what? I'm actually gonna go to Phoenix. Or something, something weird and you be like, why did we do all Put this your fate. with? <laughs> but the thing with it is like, if, if Kyrie really wants to play with LeBron, the cleanest avenue to do that is in LA. Just sign with LA. But apparently LA's like, ah, not for no big money. Mm-hmm. But he want big money. Sorry big for you. Money, big money. Sorry for you. Big Every time they gave you big money, you done flip the fuck out. <laughs> we ain't got time for your foolishness. We'll give you a little bit here. You do a lot of work there. We'll talk about the rest later. I, also well, I don't even think it's necessarily the big money part of it. I think it's just the years. Like if, I'm pretty sure everybody will give him a max for a year because that's two. a low risk. Like. Yeah, like I'm saying, like everybody would give him a max for one year. A few less would give him a max for two years. <laughs> Nobody's giving him a max for three, for three and four. Team options for three and four, right. like, maybe two. Dallas might be one of the only teams to do so because they are that desperate. Because they knew they messed up. <laughs> Shells in the comments said Kyrie was going to get Bron to Dallas, then sign with LA again. I could. It feels Kyrie-ish mm. to do something like that. And like, it's, like I know why they did because it gets clicks, but it's like that's the dumbest thing to fucking report because it's like there's no feasible way for it to even happen. It's very improbable. Like the the biggest part being that Dallas ain't got shit to try for LeBron James. They have nothing that LA would want, and it doesn't make sense because one, if you know the Lakers franchise, they are here to win championships. And Lakers don't stars. care nothing about no rebuilding. They want stars. Why would they trade? the greatest basketball player of his generation <laughs> when he can still actively help them win a championship. Where Mike Malone at? Talk about Denver. <laughs> Where is he at? <laughs> y'all, y'all pulling straws, bro. Why would LeBron, who has built everything up to being in L.A. for the last seven, eight years, like midway through his Cleveland tenure, he's he like started planning plotting LA. to get to L.A. His kids are in L.A. Ronnie just going uh, to USC. Committed to USC. He's in why would he? Why would he just throw all that right. out? Because Kyrie said, company. "Hey, come to this team I've been with for three months, <laughs> and come play with Luca." And we, ta- and we tanked on purpose. Come play with Luca, who played just like you, mm-hmm. and y'all both gonna want the ball. But mm-hmm. we, like, it- he needed more though. <laughs> <laughs> we'll hit you in the corner. And don't forget, I need the ball too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Make sure you do that little look down thing, because that's the only time you gonna get the ball. <laughs> look down and, and shoot. Fact, we ain't got nobody else on the team if you come at all. You gotta play defense, bro. During the regular season. It's going to be you, me, Luca, and a bunch of G-Leaders. All 82. We need 10 toes. <laughs> and come to fucking come to fucking Texas. Ain't no state tax. But also... From 13% to none. 
Make a difference when you're making multi-millions. <laughs> that's about the only thing going right now. That's that's probably why Kyrie was like, you, you want to come here? <laughs> you seen my check? Also, <laughs> ultra-liberal LeBron James in Texas. That's uh, Again, the only thing he got going is that ain't no state tax. Everything else <laughs> ain't working in his favor. That's too many pr- uh, cons, bro. I also you know just want to... Sorry, never mind. Woo! I just want to point out, uh, we've been recording this episode for about an hour now. We are just now talking about Kyrie because NBA show, this is where he should be in the slate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It should not be leading off topics. No. There's a finals going on. Yeah. We talked about you, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> he don't like being called Mike. Remember, it's Michael. Oh, my, Michael. Michael. Oh, I'm sorry. Coach, I'm sorry. Coach Mike, Coach Mike I do apologize. To, to, I forgot about that that fast. To Coach be Mike. fair, there are differences between Mike's and Michael's. Have you noticed that? Guys who go by Mike are different than guys that go by Michael. Let me think about it real quick. Hold think, on. Think about it. This just take a second. Mics are different than Michaels. <laughs> I do just want to say that. Seems like Michaels are meaner. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Jordan. They, they Michaels are more stern, more grounded. Mike, Mike's fun. <laughs> the Mike, mics, right? The mics be all over the damn place. Mike Tyson, Michael Jackson. Then they call him Mike Jackson. Was it making fun? Like Michael Jordan was Mike Jordan in college. Then he, grew up. Then, Mike. then he got he went to the NBA and got mean. <laughs> Mike. Uncle Michael, do you feel that way? Listen, too? <laughs> I know you listen. He's the most hey, grounded, stern. <laughs> 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 Uncle Michael's fun. The though. Michaels. I give it to him now. What about cousin Michael? That's Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I call them both Michael, but <laughs> people do call my cousin Michael Mike more often than I do. I was gonna say, like, what is he in the streets? Mike Actually that, I don't know He listening Let us know <laughs> Right Let us know <laughs> But My uncle Michael When he had his job On the forest he was, They called him Mike I've noticed that Like you, He's probably a wild boy <laughs> <laughs> No cause like My uncle's name is We call him Uncle Sonny But like His name is James And like Only his Cop friends Called him Jim I'm like, how the fuck? Black Jim? Like, okay. Uh, I don't they probably know called, called him Black, Black Jim. Jim. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's like 80. So, like, yeah, it was definitely, it, it was probably nigga Jim. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 we want to be for real. Yeah. Like, on the police force back in the 70s? Like, nah, you nigga Jim. Oh, boy. Talk to Jim, which one? <laughs> <laughs> nigga Jim. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. What about him? What about him? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Moving on. In conversations that would get us canceled. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the NBA's competition committee is discussing a potential in-game penalty for flops that would result in tech file free throws. The trial is possible I mean, for summer league in July. But uh, I give you one clap because I mean, it's like, something. I'm right. I'm tired of the fucking flop. I mean, bro. you know, they find people for flopping for like half a season and then that went away. So it's like I was really wondering where started. that went. You can have as many rules as you want. It comes down to enforcement. When the playoffs start, you know, don't worry about it. Hey, Regular season, we gotta get second. that. We gotta get that money. So I don't mind the uh, again something to kind of. <sighs> it feels opt- It feels like optics to me. If they enforce it, if they stand on it. If they stand on it, it could also help. like as much criticism as referees get, which is undue because like for the most part, like they're really good at their jobs. Of course, like the stuff that they catch is like I ain't even see that shit, <laughs> and, and then they slow it that? down and be like, oh yeah, he's right. <laughs> but like, do you really want to put more on the referees like in the discretion categories? Like, was that because like then you're legislating a, uh, intent? 
It's like How can you t- Like Some of them are blatant flops But sometimes Blatant like, was just called those You know sometimes like It's just like I exaggerated for effect But like it was a foul You know what I'm saying Like I mean, if you're going to give me the call, give me the call. But if it's exaggerated, like... But I mean, like, okay, like, a pure flop is just, like, you riding somebody's hips and then you just, like, fall back. Like, yeah, that's easy as fuck to call. And, like, they don't really call that now. Like, they don't really get tricked on stuff like that. It's when it's, like, you know, you kind of, like, slide in when there actually is a little bit of contact and then you just, like, you fall back way more violently than, than you know like or like somebody hit the ball and you flopping in the air and shit like like well I'm saying like that that's that's legit, like that's a flop and that like people usually by don't definition call that. yeah no 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 but I'm I'm talking about like you know like you jostling in the paint or like Giannis come down in the paint right and like going he, for a layup and like he ta- he gets you <laughs> but it's like not to the point where it's just like you drop like a, a sack of potatoes like Ah yeah, but I mean, it's like, is that a flop or is that just like an embellishment to make sure that you see like the contact? It should be on both sides though, because offensively, yeah, cats be flopping on offense just to get that call. Again, is that a flop or is it an embellishment? I mean, they stopped the Trey Young cutting in front of the guy and then stopping on a dime. I mean, that, that wasn't even a flop. Like that's just like putting yourself in harm's way. I mean, like, I, 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 spirit of the rule, like yeah, like. It's, you're not making a basketball play You're just like Running in front of somebody And stopping And looking for a foul you foul hunting Yeah And that's what I feel like Flopping I mean flopping's just foul hunting too So I feel but like yeah, it should It gets go. to intent It's like Was he trying to fall down and You, you know that. if he was trying to fall down Again like we're talking about The the, the blatant ones we But like it's like years. You could tell when somebody Like bro We're gonna see big dudes And push little cat And we know he's supposed to go flying But your big ass <laughs> Go flying Cause he even pushed you And y'all the same size Come on now bro But We'll see I, I don't know I, I don't really the G League in college We do need to do something About flopping But like I don't know If that's necessarily The way to do it It's like first of all Like Niggas need pride Like And they all Most of them Are in top physical shape bro But again At the same time These are also Ultra competitive people So like if they can find Any type of sliver of advantage Like they are gonna try to exploit it So I get it It's just It doesn't make for a good product So we'll see Um The Arizona Cardinals Have released wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins Hopkins future with the Cardinals Has been in question Since the end of the 2022 season Because of his team high 30.75 million dollar cap hit Which ranks tops Among wide receivers In the NFL And 7th highest overall Ooh boy by releasing Hopkins now, the Cardinals will save $8.5 million in cash space in 2023, but are set to take a dead cap hit of $22.6 million. Um, but he'll be off their books for the 2024 season. The Buffalo Bills, Baltimore Ravens, and New England Patriots had been among teams reportedly interested in pursuing Hopkins. On a recent appearance of the I Am An Athlete podcast, free agent wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins listed the five quarterbacks he most would like to catch passes from Josh Allen of the Bills, the Eagles Jalen Hurts, huh? No, oh sorry, <laughs> um, the Eagles Jalen Hurts, the Chiefs Patrick uh, Mahomes, Ravens Lamar Jackson, and Chargers Justin Herbert. Well, there's some synergy between those teams there, Buffalo and Baltimore. Buffalo's out. From what last time I checked in on this, Buffalo was out. But when I heard the news that he got released, the first thing I said was he should sign with Baltimore. Like, as soon as I heard I was like, oh, he should go to Baltimore. Him and OBJ? Him, OBJ, Bateman, and they picked up one more. Oh, and Andrews is still there. They still got Mark Andrews. So, like, they would actually have a pretty decent receiving core now. 
Yeah. Like Hop Hopkins ain't what he was two years he ago. Still run. But he is still a good wide receiver. I, I was gonna say I ask this question every time a big name yeah. hits the, the free agent market. Is he more of a name or is he still He still had like seven hundred yards last year? And he missed Man. I mean he missed, he missed like a like nice chunk of the season because he had the PED. Yeah, thing. he had like seven seventy. With like eight, nine games missing. <laughs> and he was suspended for six. So like, yeah, but I mean, I guess my question no. again, like, it's, it's, a, it's a fair question to ask. But he can still play, yeah. To her point, like, he's not the same player he he's was not. two years ago. But like, what percentage of that player, I guess, is he? You still probably get like seventy percent of them. Seventy mm-hmm. percent D Hop compared to a sixty percent OBJ compared with <laughs> paired with a Mark Andrews at hundred percent who's really good. On top of a hundred percent Lamar Jackson. You have a decent enough, <laughs> dynamic enough offense where you can get the ball to somebody for one. You go get some hand. You got hands on the team now because neither one of the motherfuckers really dropping shit. You have some veteran presence to help Bateman come along. Mark Andrews is now a vet, but he's a superb tight end. He's going to be your safety net. This may sound like a dumb question, but is that too many mouths to feed? No, not where Hopkins and OBJ is in their careers now. If you said that two years ago, yes. Do they know that? I think so at this yes. point. And I think they're cool with that. Dwayne's in the comments. He said that uh, D-Hop is still going to be a great possession wide receiver. And that is absolutely true. Yeah, you get that up to him. He's still a red zone threat too. Like I said, he still runs. So it ain't like he's going to burn everybody. But he still get past. And, and Tim was, and Tim was get, uh, oh, it's actually DeAndre Hopkins' birthday today. Oh, happy birthday. He just turned 31. That ain't one. That ain't bad. And you were right. He had 717 yards last season. He yeah. played nine games. <laughs> like, he would have easily had about... On, he was on pace for like 1,500. Yeah. That's some... He can still play. It's just they didn't want that money no more. And, I and think then he was injured last year, and then this year he had the PED thing. So mm-hmm. then it was like, this money ain't adding up to... The production. What and we, we ain't... We, they changing directions kind of, too. Yeah, so they like, changed we it real rebuild, quick. <laughs> just go ahead and get some new blood in here. Bye, bro. We'll take the hit. You off the books next year anyways. So it's kind of like that conversation we had about... Russell Westbrook where it's like Russ on a max is different from Russ on a minimum mm-hmm. Man, I think they said he asked for OBJ money around like 15 still which is part of the reason why he's still kind of floating floating around but I wouldn't mind him in Green Bay either you wouldn't mind anybody in Green Bay <laughs> he, would, he would be the veteran wide receiver that we would have I'm too just like, like, has like, there ever been a free agent that hit the market where you're like nah I'm good on that <laughs> the last couple of years I've been more Cool on that. Have there been? Do you have an example? Was it anybody who's talented? I, mean, yeah. I was with everybody else with OBJ until he got hurt. That he, I wanted him in Green Bay. Oh no! I'd say is there anybody that you haven't won? But other than that, like it really hasn't been too many people I've wanted to come to Green Bay. That's when JJ Watt was on the, on the no, I didn't ask him to come. I didn't want him to come to Green Bay like that. So if he came on the minimum, something like that, sure. But I didn't really want JJ Watt in Green we'll Bay. Have to check the tape. Go ahead, check the tape on that one. But I feel you. Um, the PGA Tour. The DP World Toy and Tour and Live Golf League. That's a wild name. <laughs> DP World Tour. Mm-hmm. They uh they all been battling each other in the courtroom for the last year, but now they said no more. We're gonna all merge and form a large corporate business together. And as part of the deal, the sides are all dropping their lawsuits involving uh, Live Golf against each other and the others effective immediately. They just wanted a piece of the pie. They just want the money. Can you imagine being a golfer on the PGA Tour 
last year Live Golf comes to you Live Golf comes to you and be like hey we got 40 million up front and your morals tax free you gotta sign it over here because it's tax free coming to death row you like no my morals and my patriotism will not allow me to take this blood money from the Saudi Arabian government and live golf I will stand with my morals and I will stay with the tradition that is the PGA Tour this is the tour of Jack Nicholas. this is the tour of Arnold Palmer this is the tour of Tiger freaking Woods Tiger is standing with the PGA I'm standing with the PGA we riding this thing out six months later right <laughs> We're now you done lost the bag and they in bed with him. So you still getting paid by it. <laughs> Except you're not getting that 40 million that they offered you. Exactly. You're gonna get what you was already getting before you. Mm. your moral said no to this blood money. Mm. Um on Twitter, Michael Scott Paper Company was trending, and I was like, why is Michael Scott Paper Company trending? And I clicked on it and everybody was like, this whole PGA tour and live golf thing coming together reminds me of when Dunder Mifflin bought <laughs> Michael Paper, Michael Scott Paper Company back. We're like same like what are y'all doing here all that hoopla for nothing all that media all that coverage all that time all that down talking talking crazy lawsuits spending ample amount of time and all you wanted was some of that money here they are you can't be the only ones fam golfers are waking up today going like what (laughs) and a lot of them said they found out on twitter like everybody else no they did like what like you said imagine just being that guy like dog what (laughs) The fuck you mean? <laughs> His friends was in the group chat immediately like, you stupid. <laughs> <laughs> like all them dudes coming back in the PGA, like his poor people around. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the fifth. Congratulations, uh, you played show. yourself, bro. Mm, I don't really have much else. You summed it up perfectly. I don't have anything else to add to that. Uh, last but not least for our topic discussion here today, EA Sports College Football Video Game will let players earn uh, NIL money from their likeness. So the players who opt in will receive comp and the amount of which has not been finalized and those who don't opt in will have a generic name and avatar in their place. Why do I think... <laughs> I'm stupid. I thought it was like, you know, Dynasty mode and I'm like, wait, you, they gonna like offer you NIL? Like, why would I want that? In the not play- real video life. Game? Like, right, I didn't even go to like the player. like, oh man, I, I could right, really that, boost like, up that's my real franchise. Life. Right, that's a... <laughs> <laughs> my franchise program for right. college. But yeah, that's that's what's going on with that. And like y'all said, I'm still waiting for this game to come out. So. Next year. They've been saying next year for, for the last five They got five it for years. the 24. They got the 24 release. Yeah. We'll see. Allegedly. <laughs> Quote unquote. That's all we got for y'all this week, y'all. We appreciate y'all coming through. Again, send well wishes to Ken. Um, was feeling under the weather. And uh, let's see, what's on my 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 heart to for parting words this week? Oh. I know. One, a quick blow to rip whistle. Two companies that still make women's pants without deep pockets. Ah, Why are y'all pockets. doing this? Y'all love y'all pockets. My hand came and finished some of my pants pockets. <laughs> it's unbelievable. To the point where if I put an AirPod case in some of my pockets, the top is like poking out. <laughs> Why can we not get pockets? Dude, I'm gonna create a business that just like extends women's pockets. <laughs> It's the cutest thing because they all get the little pockets and they put their hands in it right away. Because we're not used to getting <laughs> deep pockets. <laughs> It'd be so cool. Like, every time I see, look at the pockets. <laughs> and if you, if you had, y'all, you don't understand because y'all pockets I, no, are but so that's deep. I find it cute because like, as soon as y'all get pockets, y'all throw your hands in them. <laughs> it shouldn't be a luxury. We, we don't infant, uh, infant, infant, infantilize. Infant. 
You got it, boss. Too many words. <laughs> <laughs> it's one word. <laughs> Too many of them. Oh, boy. What slide say here? Corner of the market's like that one company with zippers. <laughs> YKK. Ain't that it? Like, if you, anybody got jeans on? What does it say on your zipper? Does it say YKK? YKK. Does it say YKK? Uh, I, mine has a little eagle It does on. say YKK. <laughs> <laughs> That's but, funny. Yeah, I wanted to get that off my chest because it's been bothering me. I have a pair of pants I wore recently and I got really mad that I couldn't put my keys in my pockets. Huh. I had to just carry them and I was really mad. Jingle. Just, just walking around <laughs> like a janitor. <laughs> Uh, yeah, man, that's a business idea. Don't know why I steal it. <laughs> Pocket extenders. But y'all got belt loops. You gotta get you a little clip. Put it on the. No. It's not just about the keys. Yeah, why would I want to walk around with my keys on my my pant <laughs> they, loop? They still jangling no matter what. She can't put a wallet in there. Yeah, she can't put a phone in there. She ain't gotta hold them. Man, phone, look how big these phones are now. <laughs> Where's she supposed to put that? We put the back pocket. We always put our phones in our back pockets. And it still pokes out. I was going to say, like, half that phone is out in the back pocket. I know. <laughs> like, that's not even, like, you know. But I just wanted to get that off my chest. Physically. I've been thinking about it for a while. I've been wanting to say it on this show. And then I'll leave uh, just parting wisdom. Um, I've been seeing on my timeline, it's been a lot of grief, a lot of loss in the city here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and whenever we see loss, especially when it's unexpected, young lives, uh, the message that's always parroted out is, you know, Love on your people. Check on your people. You never know. Tomorrow's not promised. Woo-woo-woo. And we all say that, and we understand the importance of it, but we should all get into a better habit and practice of telling people how much we care about them and appreciate them, um, and not just when bad things happen. Just thinking about them. If someone comes to mind, normally they came to your mind for a reason. You should reach out to them. Even if you haven't spoken to them in a long time, just, hey, Popped on my mind, just wanted to reach out. How are you doing? Because that goes a long way. Normally, again, when someone pops up on your mind and on your spirit, it's a reason for it. And they probably need to hear from you in that moment. So I want to leave you all with that and also take this moment uh, just to send out appreciation. Is it Father's Day this weekend? Next weekend? I'll save that for next weekend. But for this week, I want to say, Ken, you're not here, but brother, I love you. We have been friends since, my God, we were children. Uh, friends out here I appreciate you From the fro to the locks <laughs> It's been a long journey bro But you've always been there for me um, You are somebody who can always put a smile on my face You make me laugh I am thankful for you I don't know if he's going to ever hear this Because He don't listen I'm saying he don't listen <laughs> Question That's the kind How of would you react you know? to a low cut Ken? If he just walked in with one If he now? just walked in with like <laughs> Tim haircut I'd be Shocked! I wouldn't know. Man, what to I do. Will, I'll hop on his ass real quick. Pause. Pause. <laughs> hey, you gonna have to peel me off of that motherfucker. Pause okay. again, granddad. <laughs> but I'll tell you, Tim, I love you. I've been calling you my brother-in-law, even like, and people believe me now at this nah. point. Uh, that's funny. Yeah, like pretty much, basically, like you are one of my best male friends. I am thankful for you. I love you. I love you too. This man's out here in the comments talking about meat to meat. Take the never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna leave it alone. You make me laugh, but you are also one of the most loyal yeah, people. That's what can't say. Right, most loyal dudes I've ever met. Um, I'm thankful for you. E, man, listen. From we really became friends like thanks to Twitter and living near each other, which kind of dangerous when you think about <laughs> how the friendship started but i am very appreciative of you you have always been somebody who i look to um, as a source of logic and reason 
Um, you've helped me get through some things where I can just throw it at you and be like, what do you think about this? And he will take it all sides of it and give some really good advice. So I appreciate you. I love you. Dooch, I love you too, brother. You are actually, I'm not just saying this either. You are one of my favorite current rappers, fam. I appreciate like, that. you don't even know. Like, <laughs> I had a bad, I had a terrible day a couple weeks ago, and I was driving home, and Keep On came on my shuffle. And it felt like Dooch was really just sitting here telling me in the moment, like, hey, keep going on, my nigga. Like, you you good. You cool. Dooch was just in the backseat rubbing your shoulders. Right. Like, I, I love you. I love y'all so much. I'm thankful for y'all. Um, I just wanted to show my, my podcast brethren some love here this week in particular. I well, we appreciate it. Love you, too. Just start calling out people in the uh, comments, like, slide. Slide. Oh, I'll slide. No. You, <laughs> slide already know how I feel about him. We've been friends since high school. Like, that's a, that's a brother. Oh, uh, Dwayne wanted Tim drop. Dwayne, where did you come from, bro? Where did you <laughs> come? I'm gonna put it in my phone. No, don't. What? Pause. Don't put that in your phone. <laughs> but that's why I wanted to end the show with some love. It's been dark, so I wanted to end it with some love for for my brothers on this podcast. Next week, I'll shout out my my father figures and and all that stuff for for Father's Day. But we are gonna get out of here this week. Wrapped it up in under an hour and a half. It's a pretty good time in there. It's not bad. Not if bad you want to follow me on social media, you can catch me. Wait a minute. On Twitter, Instagram, Apple Music, these PSN, 2K, and Hogwarts streets at Camille Monet, C A M I L L E M O N A E. Uh, I ain't done this in a while. <laughs> Bucks burn on Twitter. That's all you get. That's all you get. Ken's not here this week, as we said. Get well soon, brother. K Harris two sixteen on which one? was it Twitter? No, it's not his Twitter. Is it? Yeah, his Twitter. Everyday <laughs> underscore gentleman on the Snapchat and the Instagram. I guess it's my turn, huh? Uh, and it's your boy T I M K I N Z the number three, aka Ask Ketchum, aka Mister Give It to Me. You guys have a great week, fantastic morning, and a wonderful night. <laughs> so proper this week. Dilly dilly. Dilly dilly all. Dillon. <laughs> <laughs> Dillon dilly. <laughs>